up, dude? It's your old pal, Eric. Just finished uh, episode 10, the Volturnus episode, and I enjoyed this format. Sounds like you sort of found a different voice, or at least a different uh, cadence for how you ran this episode. And uh, I hope that you do more of these sort of module, uh, how you say, speed run sort of a thing. Uh, I've had this module in my Alphadon box set forever. Probably picked it up at an LA con, probably the same one that you bought yours. And I uh, always wondered what it is. And, and now you sort of have gone through it. You know, some people may say spoilers, but at this point, I that's kind of what I'm here for. I'm just here to enjoy what this module is. So I've learned all about it. I kind of grok it. I get it. I got to enjoy it and I didn't have to read it. So uh, thanks for making my commute awesome. All right, bye. Thanks. Uh, I'm glad you liked that episode. Yeah, that's that's the plan. Uh, you know, spoiler alert on a 40-year-old <laughs> module C80. Yeah, but I mean, sometimes people don't want to be spoiled. So yeah, I, I try to be upfront about what I'm going to talk about when I look at these modules. But, um, you know, for me, like, there's so many of these modules that I've heard of, uh, like Isle of Dread and, you know... Um, all these like famous dungeons and stuff in in D and D adventures and locations that I've heard about, um, that I've read years ago, or I've skimmed, or I've wanted to read, but I'm hoping we can play them. And it's like, even if I've like, I would totally play in somebody's uh, Star Frontiers game. They could run that first scenario, and I'm not gonna like have some kind of insider knowledge like to really change you know anything. You still got to roll the dice. I still, I think at this point, maybe if I was a, a punk teenager, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, try to find ways to sort of use this insider knowledge. But, you know, um, I think it's okay. And, and that's the thing is I'm I'm not, um, you know, I there's people who do like really good in analysis of like brand new modules and adventure books and, um and I try to do a little bit of that sometimes if it's like really on my mind. But I think for me, I think like I said at some point, like I kind of want to just like make myself get something out of all the, <laughs> these books that I've collected over the years. So if me just sort of rereading them or reading them for the first time, even though I've had them for forever, like honestly, like just like with our board games, like how much stuff do I have that's like just never really been touched? I painted tons of minis for games that I've never actually played. Like that's ridiculous. Um, but I want to like, maybe I can read these modules or read these old books and talk about them a little bit and then find, you know, get some kind of nugget of, uh, enjoyment out of it or, um, at least some kind of use out of it. And, and maybe give other people ideas like, you know, basically just try to trigger a conversation, you know, like, oh, make you think about railroading and, or how, you know, our, we, we, uh, I think these games, we play these games differently nowadays, you know, than we did 30 years ago. Um, that has to do with us growing and maturing as like a hobby, but also just as people and as players and stuff. So yeah. Anyways, that's rad to hear from you always, Eric. Um, and I'm glad you're liking the show. Thanks, man. And you get your show going soon. Come on. Hey, Rudy. Jason here, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. You, you mentioned Tombs of the Serpent King. 
I adapted that last year for ICRPG and ran it for a couple guys. And they really enjoyed it, the old school feeling, and it worked really well. So excellent, excellent module. I saw that he had put out that other module, the, the mystery. I'm in the car, so but whatever you said it was, Magical Mystery House or Madhouse or something. I don't remember. But whatever it is, I'll go pick it up because I really like Tomb of Serpent King. So I'm interested to see what else he does. And I have not played Lady Blackbird. I have it, so I guess I should. Blades of the Dark, I took part in the prep for doing, uh, like, a cyberpunk Shadowrun version of it, but the game never launched. So I think he might be off base, though. I think, like, asking the Audio Dungeon, I bet you there's very few people who've ever played Blades of the Dark. It's sad. Hey, Rudy, Jason here, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Reference your call into Purple Worm that in the most current episode. You're talking about Endless Quest game books and all that. Yet, you know, it's funny. The only Endless Quest books I have currently are the Conan ones because, I, you know, I bought them. I was on a Conan kick. But I was big into Choose Your Own Adventures. But the other system I had that did use dice, and I forget what it was called, but um, Iron Crown Enterprises, I guess they put them out or they licensed them. But there were Merp game books, you know, or, or Merp, which was like Rollmaster, but it was Middle Earth role-playing. Well, there are game books for that game. And it was like a simplified version of the rules, but you did have a character sheet and you rolled dice and on those. I think. I, I hope I'm not remembering wrong. But, yeah, so that's the American version that I remember where you did roll dice. So anyway, talk to you later. Thanks for the calls, Jason. Um, so for the first thing, yeah, that's awesome that you did um, Tomb of the Serpent Kings and ICRPG. Um, I really love, like, I go back to some of um, Runehammer, the hankering for a nail. <laughs> his, uh, I love his fake names. I don't know what his real name is, Brandon uh, or Hank. Um, but anyways, um, you know, he's got those videos kind of before he did ICRPG, the Drunkens and Dragons videos. I guess he was getting it rolling. And um, and what made it into ICRPG? Like I love a room DC. Like everything in the room is twelve. You got to beat a twelve. Like I just I I haven't. I don't think I've ever run it. I think I've wanted to run it. I've never gotten to. It. But um, I got. I have to. I should do that. The next like uh, get together I have with my friends, I should just whip something up. Um, because I think it's a cool system. It looks like it was. A, I enjoy the book. I got the book. I love his uh, DM and GM advice in there. Um, I just have never actually done it. Uh, but it'd be cool, man. I, it's cool to hear that you did um, Tomb of the Serpent Kings in that. I'm sure it was awesome. Um, as far as the Murps books goes, I it sounds familiar. And I am familiar kind of roughly with Murps in general. Um, I can see the logo in my head, but I definitely didn't. I never had those books. I feel like I did have some game books at some point that used dice that weren't finding uh fighting fantasy ones so i don't know what they could have been maybe it was one of those merps books maybe it was something else um but i remember that like it seemed was it like the white white wolf and cub something like that you know that was another big series and i i think i tried to like dabble in it but i didn't really quite get it or i just didn't get the books or it was like a book like in the middle of the series I feel like those might have had like some game rules to them, like some dice action. I, I mean, I'm 
I'm not even driving and I can look it up, but I'm just like, I'm just going to go with my faulty memory on this one. Anyways, thanks for the great calls, Jason. I'll catch you next time. Hey, folks. Rudy here, RPG Retrofit. I'm having a quiet evening doing some writing, uh, working on an adventure uh, for Zine Quest 2, drawing a lot of inspiration from the Hydra Co-op module Operation Unfathomable by Jason Schultes. It's a really fun book to read. Like most of their books, there's a good sense of humor that runs throughout it, but it's also laid out really well, and it's like, seems like it would be super functional at the table. Uh, it's great stuff. Uh, what I'm looking at for my adventure, uh, what's kind of inspiring me from this book, um, for my adventure, is some of the formatting stuff that's in here. Not really the layout. Since I'm going for like a smaller form, zine-sized book, but just some of the basic presentation stuff, uh, like making sure I provide hooks, um, rumors, random tables, even like hirelings. Um, and one of their other books, uh, Slumbering Ursine Dudes, um, that one has a, some really great hireling tables um, with like really funny little, little tiny quotes about each hireling that, it, that gives the... Uh, the game master like tons to i think tons to work with because i mean sometimes i just have no idea what to do for npcs or hirelings and you can also use those hireling tables for like this oh i need an npc this guy has a personality right here in one line and you're good to go so um uh, operation unfathomable has like a small hireling section so it doesn't have a lot but um but even that's pretty good. Their 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 section about it is pretty good. Uh, one thing this book has a lot of though is faction stuff. Um, I honestly never really do any faction play, or very much faction play in any of my games ever. Um, so it's kind of a weird thing. Like I get it when I read like these like big heavy books or not heavy, but you know big involved like books like mega dungeons or long adventures, and they have all these faction. Um, they give you all these different factions that are competing with each other and suggestions on how players can interact with them. Like it's kind of over, it sounds so overwhelming to me. Um, but it just, cause like, I guess through the years, all our play is usually pretty small. Uh, it's, it's very focused, you know, it's about a small group of adventurers usually doing small things. I guess we never really went like, we never really go the grand, you know, the grand route of like, this, you know, huge adventure, like saving the world things. I don't think we, we rarely save the world, but, um, but I'll see for my project for a zine quest. I don't know if I have any factions in mind for this adventure, so I'm not going to force it, but, uh, if anything sort of presents itself, you know, I'll, I'll follow the thread. Um, so that's what I've been working on lately. Uh, something else I wanted to talk about, though, um, that's been inspiring me a lot, and that kind of always has, but lately it's been more in the front of my mind, is uh, drawing inspiration from uh, pop culture sources like movies, TV shows, books, video games, you name it. Um, so I just wanted to highlight a couple that have come to mind lately that really jumped out at me as like pretty gameable. 
or at least uh, stuff that sort of got me thinking, you know, got me, got the wheels turning in my head. So one of the first ones I want to talk about um, is The Expanse. So season four just came out uh, on Amazon Prime. And before that, the first three seasons were on sci-fi, I want to say. Um, but I've read all the books, so the books are way past the show. Um, I love the books to death. And I also really love the show. So it's pretty. it's one of those rare things where... I, I just as much love uh, both versions of the, you know, property. Um, but there's, there's, so one of the books in the Expanse series, which is past where we're at on the show. So I think it would probably be maybe like two books away or I, I'd have to look, but um, it's a couple books away, but it basically takes your main group of characters and for that, most of that book, it completely separates them. And that just reminds me of like when you're, when you're playing games that are not just like, you know, fantasy dungeon crawl games. So in like some urban fantasy games or science fiction games or like you know, whatever Blades in the Dark is, I guess that's like sort of steampunk kind of games. Um, you can do stuff like that where you can have, okay, player A... We're going to put the spotlight here. What are you doing? Oh, I'm visiting, you know, my old gang back on Earth and getting into trouble. We do that for a few minutes and then we go to player B, who's up on the moon, dealing with this sort of espionage situation. And it was just, it was, it was great because it was, um, for most of the series up until that point, you know, these characters have always been together and it was really cool to sort of have um, have them broken out and having their own adventures that could sort of eventually tie it in together. But it wasn't like, um, it was just really well done. I, I just liked how it was, um, it gave you a lot of breathing room with each character to, to see all sorts of sides of them that you don't see when they're all together. And I like that in games. Like I, you could do that in fantasy games, but for the most part, I feel like we're always adventuring together. Like hey, we're all going into the dungeon because you kind of have to, right? You got to stick together and um, fight together. And I don't know if there's a whole lot of opportunity in fantasy games, I guess maybe in like a dungeon world kind of game that's more uh, storyteller driven. Maybe that can happen more often there, but like in your normal kind of D and D game, Everybody sort of sticks together. So maybe maybe that would be like an opportunity um, if you had a session. And, you know, I, I've heard about this. Like, yeah, I hear about this like in, in some of the podcasts. And um, it sort of happened with us a little bit. Like when you're missing some players, you have, but you're all set for game night. And instead of playing a whole other game, you know, you sort of have like a side adventure. But it could be kind of cool to have, you know, a part of your night devoted to where you would maybe just do some carousing roles um, and your town visit to stock up and using that time to sort of break out and have some adventures, some little mini scenes with each player, like on their own, away from each other, just to sort of get to know the characters more. 
So I really like that. The Expanse is great, though. The Expanse, beginning to end. I think in the books, there's one more book left. I think there's like eight or nine books. And there's a bunch of novellas that sort of uh, focus on mini stories within. I haven't read the novellas because, honestly, they're just, I don't know, too short. It's a little too much. I've read like eight or nine books already. I've loved them. I read, I probably started... I read the first half of the books twice, you know, because I think once the show started, I said, oh, let me read the books again. Um, but yeah, The Expanse is awesome. I love it. Uh, another one uh, that actually one of the anchorites reminded me of, I think it was Froth, was talking about, I think it was you, um, uh, he, he mentioned As Above, So Below. I think that's the name of it which was like a sort of a found footage horror movie where like a bunch of, you know, 20-somethings go into those weird underground tunnels like in France that are full of like skeletons. And there's sort of this like horror adventure that happens. And and, and from what I remember, Froth or whoever it was was saying like, oh, that's like the most dungeon crawly thing I've ever seen in a movie and it's not a fantasy film you know what I mean it's really not it's like a it's like a modern day horror thing but they sort of get drawn into this like crazy dungeon crawl and yeah when I saw that I was like what like it really looked like kind of like uh it'd be kind of a cheapy horror flick and I like those so I didn't I had no idea that it would be um that it would trigger all these like D&D feels, you know, I was like, oh man, this is great. So I th- I think like after seeing that, I was trying to, there's like, um, there's even like a couple of traps, like trap situations and um, like pretty cool set pieces. Some There's lots of weird stuff too, because, you know, it is like more horror than anything. So like, there's like weird psychological stuff you can kind of do, um, that that movie shows you like that you can do like when you're in these tunnels um you know on a dungeon crawl like ways that you can mess with the players that are pretty cool that movie was great as above so below um, I, I should just look it up but go with that i think that's close enough to the title of it i think it's a blumhouse one of those kind of like low budget but good horror flicks i'm pretty sure it's theirs but i'm not sure um Another one that was pretty new was a Hulu original movie um, called Wounds. And I won't spoil that one. That's another, I mean, a lot of horror movies like hit me usually with like, oh, would this work as a Call of Cthulhu adventure? You know, yes or no. That's usually the first thing that pops into my head when I watch horror movies. Um, And that one was great, man. The setup, no, I don't know if it was a great movie. I enjoyed it. I totally enjoyed it, and it looked great. It had had some pretty big actors in it and everything, but I don't know if it was, like, an amazing horror flick because it was kind of weird. It was one of those ones that's, like, just weird enough to kind of, like, make you question if you <laughs> if you really got it or if it was worth it, you know? You get to the end of it, and you're like, was that really worth everything? Um, but the basic premise of it, without spoiling anything, really, this is, like, what's on the the description when you go to look it up to watch it is a bartender 
finds a cell phone that gets left by some you know customers and as he's looking at it to kind of figure out who to give it back to he sees some really disturbing pictures on it and starts getting some really messed up text messages and and it goes from there and it is very much in the vein of like a lovecraft like messed up horror flick um so if you got Hulu, I totally suggest it. And I don't know if it's great. And the director had done another movie before that that was really good too, and I can't remember which one it was. But I didn't actually know that till I after the movie. I looked it up after I saw it to see what else the person had done. I was like, oh man, they I had seen their first movie or their bigger movie before that. So um, yeah, Wounds on Hulu. Uh, that was really good. Um, another recent one. My dog is shoving a rope in my face. Georgie? I'm trying to do a podcast right now. He doesn't care. Um, All right, let me play with him for a second. I'm sure most of you are watching The Mandalorian, if you've got Disney+. Um, And, yeah, it's not amazing science fiction by any means, Um, but it's I enjoy it, you know. I saw somebody tweet today that it was like, it was a perfectly, like, okay enough show to put on every week, and like you're not offended by it, and like it visually is always pretty good looking, like pretty good <laughs> is like the pretty much how I feel about every episode. Uh, the most recent episode, I think episode six, it wasn't my favorite. Um, but even that, I I found stuff that I liked in it. But what I really like about it is how episodic it is. Um, it really feels like Cowboy Bebop, you know. So I'm hoping the Netflix Cowboy Bebop show is as good as this, as far as like hitting those episodic notes, like you know, um, bounty of the week, basically. But with just a little bit of the uh, overarching uh, narrative thread, you know of the big story kind of hitting every, you know, the beginning and the end of each episode. Um, But some of these episodes have been totally like a hundred percent just was like, you're watching a game session, like a science fiction or even could be Western or even D and D. Like there's an episode where he has to go fight a big monster to get an egg. And it was totally like out of, it could have been any old D and D adventure. It was awesome. It was great. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's really good for sort of reinforcing, like, it, at least for me, like, like, you know, maybe I go into a session, a, a, a role-playing game session, wanting it to be kind of epic and like um, meaningful, but they usually, you know, we're all just having fun and goofing off. So there's always like this sort of goofy line through everything. And so like the Mandalorian sort of like validates that with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of kind of stupid stuff that happens in this show. But it just does it with style. It looks great. Um, it's very confident. Now, I don't think it has a whole lot of depth. And I could be wrong. Maybe we'll see at the end. But I don't think it, I really don't think it's going to, um, you know, shock me at the end with anything. Um but it totally is inspiring as far as like you can almost take any episode and like and sort of draw out like a good 
basic um, adventure idea for a night. Like, okay, so we're going to break into a space prison to get somebody out. And these are some of the things that are going to go wrong for the players. Like, it's um, it's a good show. It's fun. I enjoy it. So uh, it makes me want to be playing a, a sci-fi RPG right now, and I'm not. So I keep thinking about Stars Without Numbers. Stars Without Number or um, Scum and Villainy. I have Scum and Villainy, and I have the PDF of Stars Without Number, but I don't want that book in. I don't want that book in PDF. So it's like to get the hardcover. It's kind of expensive, and I just don't want to do it. <laughs> it's like it'd be too much right now. Um, yeah. So those are the. Uh, those are some of my recent. Uh, pop culture uh, RPG inspirations. So yeah, there's there's tons of um, uh, these little inspiring things I see every day. I think we all do, and it all, we usually absorb it. Um, I try to be good about like taking notes if I particularly like think something's gonna like is memorable, or I should really try to like take something like and use it in a game or in writing. Um, like there's a particular. Uh, episode of the newer DuckTales show that involves like this sort of like weird luck demon who's got a casino that's just like that's just there to like suck uh, you know to feed off of like people's like misery um and it's 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 really cool it's a great episode but like that show but that particular episode this is full of things that could be like if you can somehow transplant that transplant that into like an adventure for your game like you'd be set you'd have a whole night or a couple nights worth of game right there um just turn the ducks into adventures and you know and you're good to go um but yeah so what are some of the ones that you guys uh, have um that have like stuck out for you lately like that of um, really inspired your gameplay or your your game uh, running and like um, as I know we do it all the time but it's it's fun to kind of hear other people's what other people found uh, to be uh, inspiring for them and especially stuff that they've actually used like is there anything that you've actually used and brought to the table that was directly you know taken from a show or a movie or a book um it's always fun to hear that stuff. So uh, let me know. Leave me a message on Anchor. Um, link in the show notes. And um, thanks for listening, everybody. This is kind of a loosey-goosey episode tonight. But um, I wanted to get something out there. And I don't know what to look at next as far as my older modules. But um, I'm kind of bouncing between something from the Marvel superheroes game or... Um, uh, metamorphosis alpha uh something from that because uh we were doing a uh, on the audio dungeon discord we were doing a d100 things you find in an abandoned space station and uh i tried to do a really subtle uh metamorphosis alpha like little wink wink reference and then a couple uh, of entries later on this d100 table somebody did a very uh very obvious that's metamorphosis alpha that's warden that's the ship um so maybe mine wasn't very like um clear what i was trying to say but uh but it reminded me of that game i was like oh that's a cool game i should i haven't looked at it in a long time i have the big goodman games like heavy hardcover um like deluxe edition 
Uh, it's a fun book, so I'm going to look at that. There's some adventures in there, old and new. So I'll see if there's something in there I can uh, sort of talk about. Anyways, everybody, I hope you're enjoying your, your days and your nights. And be good out there. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>